Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis here. We are undressing the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. We are so excited to join you, sweetie. Are you as excited as I am about this thing? I am so excited. It's our very first episode, and we cannot wait to dive in. And today, we are going to talk about sex. sex. That's right. You heard it right. We're talking about sex. So, Mom, if you're listening, I know you love to listen to all of our stuff. This one's about sex, so you might want to skip this one because I'm going to be blushing the whole time thinking about you listening to this, but we're going to have a lot of fun. We are. You know, we really want to be open and honest on this podcast, and we thought, you know, what better way to just dive right in than to talk about sex because it really is an important part of marriage. I know. I can't wait. Let's dive in. I'm so excited about today's topic. I think it's my favorite topic. We're talking about sex. Sweetie, are you excited about this? I am. I am. I think it's really important to talk about it. And I think so many times, you know, we feel awkward talking about it, but we want this podcast to be a safe place where we can talk openly and honestly about things like sex. And so I'm really excited to talk about it today. I don't feel the least bit awkward. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited to talk about this. And yeah, it's fun. Now we've we've had some awkward conversations about sex sure. um, with because we we talk to a lot of people. We get we messages do. online. We talk to folks at live events, the EXO conferences, the events we do here at Marriage Today. Um, and people have very thankfully they've shared openly what they struggle with mm-hmm. or what their questions are. And from the stage and in writing, we've shared openly about a lot of the different kind of struggles we've faced over the years. Whether it's right. hormonal imbalance or whether it's you know anxiety and depression, how that's affected sex. Whether it's uh, you know, my, my past problem with, with porn and how that's, that's affected sex. And in future podcast episodes, we'll, we'll talk in depth about a lot of these issues. Yes. But just know that your sex life, it really does, it impacts every other part of your marriage and every other part of your marriage impacts your sex life. Absolutely. And so with the time that we have today, um, we're going to kind of talk about how to, how to communicate to one another about your sex life. So often there are these misconceptions and frustrations in marriage and a lot of it is because the husband and wife don't know how to have an honest, vulnerable conversation about, about what they want in the bedroom, what they like in the bedroom, what their insecurities are in the bedroom. And if you will just put it out all on the table and talk right. about it, you'll be amazed that I don't know how much better it can get. It's so true. And we really want to focus in on the fact that the best sex lives are between two best friends, right? And that if you don't really have a friendship at the base of your marriage, it's going to really negatively affect your sex life. And so the more we can be friends with one another, the better our sex life is going to get. And so you're probably listening and you're thinking, well, 
you know, how do I become friends with my spouse? I kind of feel like, you know, when we were first dating, we were we were kind of friends, but really, you know, there's never really been a great friendship there. Uh, you know, we kind of just do life together. There are ways that you can cultivate a deeper friendship, right, sweetie? Absolutely. I mean, like any relationship, friendship takes, it takes time. It takes time right. to build. It takes time to keep investing in. And like you said, so often couples start off as best friends. They marry mm-hmm. each other and they feel like I'm marrying my best friend. But then over time, they start drifting apart. And right. marriage takes constant intentionality, not just for the, for the, the sex life, but for the friendship, which is really at the, the foundation of it. And if we're not consistently investing in time together, talking together, and if for, for Ashley and me, that looks like that our best days are days that we go on a walk. And mm-hmm. we try to go on a walk every day because we have some of our best conversations when we're just side by side, sometimes holding hands until one of our hands gets sweaty and then we'll stop. But we're talking, <laughs> we're connecting. And if it doesn't happen on a walk, it's the end of the day on the couch, giving a foot rub, yes. watching a little Netflix, but just making sure that there's that uninterrupted time together um, and a lot of non-sexual touch. I think yeah. if you want to improve the the, the the sexual aspect of your relationship, it always starts outside the bedroom with, are you being affectionate to each other even when it's not directly leading to, to the bedroom? Are you holding right. hands? Are you cuddling? Are you connecting verbally? All of these things matter both for your friendship with your spouse and then ultimately for the sexual intimacy in your marriage. Absolutely. And we have to realize too that, you know, we just... We need to be able to have these open conversations regularly. And I think, you know, like Dave was saying, for us, it's at the end of the day. And for you, and you know, it might look a little bit different. It might be you, you know, have lunch together and that's where you connect. So it doesn't have to be in the same way that we do it, but it's having open conversations all the time. And like Dave said, having that non-sexual touch. And guys, I just want to give you a tip. You know, a, a lot of times guys get, you know, they're, they're more visually driven. And, and many times too, the guys may have the higher sex drive, not always, and we, and we know that. But, you know, men and women are very different in how, in how we perceive sex and really what leads us to be, you know, in the mood for sex. And for women, we feel more inclined to have sex with our husbands when we feel close to him on an intellectual level and on an emotional level. And that happens through communication. And so guys, if you feel like your your wife seems to never, you know, be in the mood for sex, I would say, when's the last time you guys had a really heart-to-heart conversation? When's the last time that you did give her non-sexual touch and you just listened to her and you really shared your heart with her? Because that is really how intimacy starts for a woman, especially. Not to say that men don't get a lot out of these conversations too, but for men, you know, it can be more of a visual stimulus. For women, it's more of an emotional stimulus that leads us to the bedroom. Yeah, and guys, I hope you were paying attention to that. That is absolutely huge. I think one of the biggest barriers to husbands and wives experiencing true intimacy is that the husband looks at the wife and he thinks that she is thinking exactly how he's thinking. (laughs) And the wife looks at the husband and makes the same mistake. But God wired us up so beautifully, intimately complex and different as mm-hmm. men and women. I mean, our, we're equally intelligent, we're equally gifted, we're, we're equally empowered, all of that. But our, our brains work in different ways. Like, I mean, just the way we think about sex, the way we respond to, to intimacy and right. to touch, brain scans have, have just shown like a, a complete difference in the process that leads a man or that leads a woman to, you know, to, to being in the mood, so to speak. Right. So, you have to you have to relate to your spouse the way that they are, not the way right. that you are. And God designed it this way so that we would serve one another. You're not clones of each other for a reason. It's an opportunity to to serve the, your spouse's needs, to get to know them. And then even beyond the basic man-woman differences, to get to know them 
personally, get to know their their love language, which is, right. you know, which is a great book, The Five Love Languages, to get to know what really they receive as love. Because for you, it might be one thing. It might be when she, you know, when she says nice things to me or about me, mm-hmm. I feel loved. For her, your words might matter, but not nearly as much as, you know, an act of service for her or quality right. time together. So get to know what she wants, get to know what he wants, not just in the bedroom, but in all areas of the relationship. And that's going to bring you closer together and create that bond of intimacy. It's so true. And, you know, how do we get to know those things? We we do it through conversation, not and not usually in the moment. And I've made this mistake. So like early on in our marriage and, and really in those first I guess, I don't know, in the first five years of marriage when we we had our first child when we were about three and a half years married. And I remember being exhausted, you know, I'm nursing a baby, I'm, I'm trying to juggle, you know, home life, work life, all that kind of stuff. And so it was very stressful. But one thing I found out, and there's actually scientific research behind this, is that men and women handle stress differently. For a man, when they're stressed out, they're like, man, I really could use, you know, sex right now with my spouse. It's the ultimate stress reliever. I mean, exactly. But for a woman, it's like, that is the last thing on my mind, literally not even on the list, okay? Because I'm so stressed out right now and I have all these things, you know, that I, I feel like are on me. And, and if we, you know, as women, if we don't feel like, if we feel like there's so many things that we need to get, you know, checked off the list, and we feel inundated with that, we're just, we're not even romantically inclined. And so I, I just remember in those those early child rearing years that, you know, Dave would be like, hey, baby, you ready? And I'd be like, there are children milling about. Like, I can't, I've got a you know, hundred things on me and I don't want you to be another one of them. So... <laughs> It's so true. And even till this day, like, I, like I am just very verbal about it. He'll be like, hey, you know, you know, and I'm like, well, sweetie, I, I, I'll be ready later, but I have to have the children asleep, like for sure asleep. I have to make sure I fold my laundry. Maybe you can help me and I, I can probably get there. But it's like, it just takes, you know, different things kind of in place for me to be there. And it's not really, you know, I always, I always encourage couples, try not to deny one another. You know, like if you, if one, you know, spouse is really like, I really want that today, try not to deny your spouse, but also create, create a situation where you're less stressed, where you're more romantically inclined so you both can enjoy it. And that way, you know, sex is becoming a priority. Yeah, make it, make it a priority. But guys, just talking man to man here for a second, making it a priority Making it a priority really means serving your 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 wife in all all these other areas. I'm I'm assuming I'm this this is in the context of believing that you as the husband might be the one who wants more frequency when it comes to sex. It's not always that way. We we right. hear from a lot of Definitely women not. that say, you know, I'm I'm the one who wants it more, and you know, my husband, you know, is has a lower drive. But I'm talking to you guys that feel like you want more frequency. I think the best way you can connect is to do those things Ashley said and look at foreplay as an all day event, not just a like, which I've made the mistake sometimes, like, hey, you know, like, and that, like, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here, right? <laughs> so, fourth place, a little more than that. It starts all day. It's through communicating all day, it's through connecting all day. Guys, it's through taking things off her plate because that stress, it isn't an aphrodisiac for her. It is a sex killer for her, which is, again, proof that God has a sense of humor. He makes a man, you become sexually stimulated by stress, and a woman, you know, sexually, you know, completely turned off right. by stress. And then he says, all right, now let's let's work see how out. they work this out. <laughs> and it's another opportunity to serve each other. But guys, yes. how we can serve here is help take things off her plate. Do do some of those chores that normally she might do, but by you doing it, it's gonna it's gonna help. And you should be doing more anyway. You know, don't don't be one of these guys that expects your wife to to be the ones that have to, you know, put the kids to bed and do 
do all of the household duties. I mean, do those things. Yeah. Um, and as it relates to to my, maybe leading to the bedroom, we actually have a word for yes, this. Yes, we do. It's called <laughs> chore, chore play. play. That's right. Think about it for a minute. Chore play. It's when it's a real thing. Chores become a beautiful form of foreplay. <laughs> they do. I'm, I'm never more attractive to you than when you catch me folding laundry, yes. or which I need. I need to do more. You no, know, you do I, great. You do I, great. I, I hate folding, but or when I'm doing the dishes. If I walk in, if Ashley walks in the house and I'm loading the dishwasher, like she'll get hot and bothered, like right there. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, are you putting dishes away? So there's something to it. Inflation is out of control, and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily, and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a, a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or ten bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it Get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier, and junk is sometimes more convenient, and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. You know, really, I know we, we kind of are making light of this, but it is a real thing. You know, as women, it's just, if there's so much going on in our minds, it's really hard for us to get into the romantic mood. And and we can even get angry about it because we just feel stressed out. And we don't feel like, you know, it, it's like sex just becomes another thing on the list. But I often tell wives, I mean, this is a really dangerous place to be. We, we can't make sex just another thing on the list. We need to look at it as a beautiful gift, as a beautiful way to serve our husbands, and also as a great way to connect. And it's awesome. So, I mean, it should be this positive thing. But I think that when we have kids and when we have work and all these responsibilities going on and racing through our mind, you know, we kind of cut ourselves off from enjoying that. So I encourage wives, if that's you, if I'm describing you, I first want to tell you you're not alone. This is a very common thing that many wives experience. But I would encourage you 
to really shift your mind. And it takes a conscious effort. You know, in the Bible, it talks about holding thoughts captive. And this is one of those thoughts that I think can really damage your sex life is, is when you start to see it as just another thing or, or he, oh no, he wants it again. Or gosh, I wish it wasn't the day that we're supposed to, you know, do it or whatever. I mean, like if you have an agreement, if you're doing it like every three days or whatever, you know, I, I know wives that literally dread it, you know, and I was having a conversation once with friends of mine and they were saying this, they were literally saying like, Oh, it's today is the day, you know, it's the day that we have sex. And I was just, I literally- And the husband's at work all day like, yes. I know. It's happening tonight. And I was like, oh gosh, you know, my heart went out to them. And at the, on one hand, I was like, you know, Dave and I have gone through a lot of different things in our marriage. And I, there was a time when I was there, I was just stressed out all the time. But I really realized it wasn't doing our, our sex life any good. It wasn't helping our marriage. And it was causing Dave stress because then he felt unwanted by me. And, you know, people act like, Men don't have feelings when it comes to sex, but when you're denying your husband all the time, of course he feels like you don't want him. And it does hurt his feelings and it does, you know, kind of, it, it it really kind of hurts your marriage. It'll, it'll I mean, mess it, with a guy. Absolutely, it hurts his man. confidence. And so like these these ladies who I love dearly, who I know love their husbands, you know, acting like today's the day, it's the worst day ever. I guess I'm just gonna have to just bear with it, you know? And I just, I just kind of challenged them and I was like, girls, like, Seriously, we got to do better. Like we've got to do better. We've got to find a way to get out of that mode. And it, first of all, we have to shift our thinking and look at sex as a gift that God created that is only supposed to be in marriage. So how awesome that as married people, we get to enjoy this amazing gift. And secondly, we need to just really try to prepare ourselves to be ready for that moment and to look forward to it. And that means, you know, sometimes it's not doing the laundry. You know, you don't have to have your laundry folded to have sex. It's Some of true. you, it might be blowing your mind right now. And and listen, I, I was there once. Like, you mean I don't? It can be on the floor in a pile and I could maybe fold it with my husband later. And I will tell you too, he's going to be more motivated to fold that he, laundry he'll be, probably. He'll be motivated. I'll, <laughs> Basking I'll tell you, in the glow, least, folding laundry. But you know, we just as have a to husband, be. <laughs> I don't care what the house, I would live, I would live in a cardboard box. Like if I'm like, what? That's probably the truth. <laughs> it's like most guys, Do we not even to generalize. Need we don't even need right. clothes. Right. <laughs> it doesn't have to be clean. It's like if, right. if, if that need, because sex for most men is a primary or potentially the primary need. And when right. that need is being met consistently, it's just, it's amazing at what, what he will do. I mean, it, to, to try to meet your needs, like to right. try to meet the, you know, the wife's needs because, but when that needs not met in a guy and guys, this is not justification for you to think, well, she's not meeting my need. And so I get to just be a lazy bum. No, that's no, never no, how no. it works. Uh, and in fact, we, we kind of have a, a visual analogy we use for this at our EXO talk um, last year at Gateway Church with Marriage Today. We, we talked about the love seat. And yes. if you were there, you were one of the simulcasts, you may have seen this. We've also kind of written about this, but picture, I want you to visualize real quick that there's a love seat and then there's two single chairs off to the love seat, just like it's set up in many living rooms. And we sort of use the visual analogy that in marriage, there are a few different postures you can have. You can be together in the love seat, which means you're you're serving each other, you're together, you're communicating, you're completely connected. Or you can both be in those single seats, which means you're just totally focused on your own needs and you, you blame each other for the reason why your marriage isn't the way that, that you think it should be. Or there's a third posture where one of you is in that love seat saying, hey, I'm doing everything I can to meet my spouse's need, asking them to meet me here, but they're still over in the me seat. They're, they're, they're being selfish, they're, but I'm still doing all that I can. I think every right. marriage at different seasons potentially is in each of those three postures. And what, what we try to do in our marriage, what we try to encourage others to do is come back to the middle in that love seat to say, you know what? 
I, I don't want to just go off and, and try to meet my needs on my own. I don't want to be selfish and not think about your needs. I want to serve you. I want to serve you even when I feel like it's not totally being reciprocated. I want to serve you and give you my best even when you're you're not in a position to reciprocate back. I want to not treat you how, how you treat me. I want to treat you how God treats me. And God gives me his best when I'm at my worst. And then he calls us to love each other in marriage that same way. And the happiest couples are, are ones where both spouses get that. Both spouses say, how can I serve my spouse? It's not about how I'm feeling today. It's not about it's not about what I think I need today. It's how can I serve them? And by serving them, my heart's going to be filled up in the process just because I love them so much. And if you'll take on that mindset, and it, it, again, it goes against our selfish human nature, but if you'll take it on, it'll change everything. You know, absolutely. And just because you're in the me seat together doesn't mean you're going to have disagree. You're not going to have disagreements. In the love seat. I'm sorry, in the in the love seat. But when you're in that love seat, you're going to handle those disagreements in a healthier way and you're going to talk through them. But if you're in those me seats and you're separated and you're just thinking about your own feelings and your own rights, so to speak, then you're not going to handle it well. You're not in a unified place within your marriage. And so we really need to, you know, if we're going through kind of a tough time, really ask yourself, am I in the me seat right now? Am I only thinking about my own things going on with me? Am I only, you know, wanting to, to kind of push my own agenda? Or am I in the love seat with my spouse trying to get through this together? Because, and we, and we say this all the time, there's really no problem that is his problem or her problem in marriage. It's always our problem. And so if sex is an issue for you, if you're listening to this because you're like, I just, I love my spouse. I feel like every other aspect of our marriage is great, but sex is just kind of this unspoken issue where we both are a little dissatisfied. There's not that much passion. You know, I just want you to, to stay in that love seat, so to speak, together and really talk about it and talk totally openly about it. And, and, that, and that even means what you like and what you dislike. And, you know, sometimes that can be a little awkward. And I would encourage you not to do it in the heat of the moment right. of passion. That's going to be a little detrimental. But later on, it might be good to just say, listen, you know, I want I want our sex life to be everything you know, that it can be. I know it's a beautiful gift from God. And I really don't, you know, particularly like, I mean, and we're going to get real specific, but like a certain position, it doesn't make me feel good or it's painful or whatever. You know, I received um, a message from a lady that was um, talking about uh, how her husband really enjoys oral sex and he just asked her for it. Like he flat out asked her for it. And she said that in her past, she, you know, had a, a previous relationship and had some sexual um, experiences that were very negative and detrimental. And this this person abused her in, in, in a way. And she said, and I always associate that abuse with oral sex. And she said, I've tried to explain this to my husband. And he said, you know, he, he's like, listen, I understand, but you kind of need to get over this. And, and, you know, I'm your husband. I'm not that guy. And I really like oral sex. And, you know, I, I felt this, this lady's heartbreak because I can tell that she wants to do that for her husband, but everything in her, she said, it just literally disgusts her. And, you know, I don't think she's too off from, you know, a lot of people listening to this podcast right now, we can have sexual pasts where certain things are just have a negative connotation. Maybe you were sexually abused as a child. Maybe, um, you know, your previous, uh, previous marriage, it was just very a negative experience, you know, and we need to be able to be honest with our spouse about that. And I want to encourage spouses who hear this kind of information from their spouse, like their spouse shares a heartbreak with them and says, this is why I cringe when you touch me there. Like, I, I think we need to be that honest. If you receive that kind of information, you know, your spouse is really 
you know, sharing this with you and it's hard. Right. And I would recognize the hardship in that statement. But I would also, instead of saying, you know, I feel for you, get over it. We need to say, how can I help you? You know, how can I get you the help that you need instead of just thinking about our own needs? I don't fault, in that particular story I shared, I don't fault that husband for wanting oral sex. That's fine and good. And, and it's good that he's communicating his needs. But I also think that his wife, you know, she needs to heal. And, 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 you know, we can't rush healing. Instead, we need to just come alongside, beside them and help them find the healing that they need. And sometimes that's, you know, seeing a Christian counselor and, and, and really talking through these things. And, and it takes time. It does take time. And in, in that time of waiting, again, coming back to the love seat and the me seat, there's a temptation to just retreat to the me seat. And what that looks like in a situation like this, potentially, let's say the husband who again, you know, it's it's a it's a normal desire. I think that most husbands have absolutely. And so, and in his mind, he's saying, "Look, I'm not this guy, right? Um, like, right. you know, we're we're redeemed and set free from our past, and right. like, let's not live in the, a prison sentence from it. You know, let's not live in a in a sexless marriage because for some, it's not just oral sex; it's sex it's, in general right. that 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 they're dealing with. And so, it's not healthy to just say, "Well, I'm uncomfortable with it, so we're going to live our lives in this sexless marriage." So. The husband has a temptation in this situation, potentially, um, hypothetically, to say, I'm going to retreat to the me seat. Right. And, and to the me seat, it's, it's something reckless. It's something selfish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go watch porn. I'm going right. to go watch oral sex on porn. I'm going to masturbate right. to it. I'm going to live out this fantasy because if she's not willing to meet that need, but it's a need I have, I'm going to go meet it on my own. And that is very unhealthy. And that's going to put a big barrier. And on, on, ultimately, it's going to cause even more Right. Distrust and disgust around, you know, around that particular act, you know, for your wife. Coming to the me seat together in that situation is a husband. You mean the love seat. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> we get I keep tripped get, up on these all yeah, the time. <laughs> you're, so you're sitting together in the love seat. What that looks like is the husband saying, look, this is a, this is a desire that I have. Um, I would even say a need that I have. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel connected to you. I just, I, I, I love, you know, that it's a very intimate act and I, and I, I, I love it. And I hate that you don't love it. And in right. fact, that you're disgusted by it. But first and foremost, I want to help you heal more right. than that particular need of something feeling good. I want to help you heal. What does that look like? How can I help you to come through this? Mm-hmm. Um, not just so that I can get this need met, but first and right. foremost, to heal your heart because you felt wounded, you felt abused. And I want our marriage and particularly our marriage bed to be the safest place on earth for you. Tell me how I can help you through this. For the wife, I think it's saying, Look, this is this is a need you have, and I get that this is a, a normal and natural desire, and, and something you want to share with me as your wife, and something that you have, you know, we you have a, a right to share. We have a right to share with each other as a husband and wife. I don't want to deny you that. Right. At the same time, I don't want to just kind of like mindlessly with numbness, you know, go through this this act that in my mind is causing me to relive this pain. So. Right. I want to get the help that I need to get, whether that's going to counseling, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. so that I can come th- through healing. And when we come together as a husband and wife in any kind of sexual intimacy, that it is totally, f- it's freeing, it's safe. It's all the things that God intended. And our world has broken sex in so many ways mm-hmm. that almost all of us carry some form of sexual baggage into our marriage. And God wants to redeem us, bring us back to that place of, of purity and freedom it, you know, like Adam and Eve experienced at the beginning, they were naked and unashamed. He wants you to be naked and unashamed together. He wants you to truly have a naked marriage where there's nothing, nothing that is keeping you from one another. There's no barrier between you. 
not just around one specific sexual act, but in all parts of your marriage. And so whatever it takes to get to that place of intimacy, you've got to work toward it. You've got to fight toward it. You also have to be patient with each other and you have to be willing to serve one another along the way. That's what the love seat's about. That's what love in general in marriage is all about. But if you'll commit to that, it's amazing the level of connection you can experience. Absolutely. And that's the thing is we can't look at these issues as, well, we're just never going to have the sex life that I thought we could have. You know, we, we can't look at it that way. When we go through these in the meet, in, in the love seat together, then then we can look at these as ways to grow closer together. You know, and, and Dave and I, and we're going to share this a lot through the podcast, kind of our own experience. But early on in our marriage, I, I had very extreme depression and anxiety. And this, of course, affected our sex life. And, you know, I just did not feel like myself. I was down and out all the time. And it just, you just aren't, aren't yourself. And anybody listening to this who's, who's in the midst of this or has gone through this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's very, it's just very debilitating. And you constantly feel like you're letting your spouse down because you're just not, you're not able to completely and fully be yourself. And, you know, through that time, Dave could have really, you know, kind of been rough on me and said, listen, you need to get over this. I'm your husband. Just snap out of it. And he never said that. Like every time he'd say, how can I help you? How can I help you? I just want to help you feel better. You know, more than anything, I just want, I want you to feel like you again. And, 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 and on days when I would feel like I'm never going to, I'm never going to feel normal or okay ever again. I'm just going to feel depressed and anxious my entire life. He would always say, you know, this is just something God's going to use to make you stronger. And we're going to get through this because we're going to get through this together. We got through it, getting through it in the love seat. You know, we went through that together and we grew closer through that. And I just want to encourage you, if you're having, you know, maybe you're having anxiety and depression. Maybe there is a specific sexual act that just brings you anxiety because of a, a past hurt. Maybe you were sexually abused. Maybe right now you're having some uh, hormonal imbalances. And so the desire is not as strong. Whatever it is, maybe work is just completely taking your energy and you literally have nothing left when you get home. Whatever it is, I just want to encourage you that you're not alone in this. Like we all go through struggles. But I also want to encourage you to, to get the help that you need. And for the spouse whose spouse has shared that they're struggling, I encourage you to come alongside your spouse and go through it with them and, and, and try to realize that you're gonna go stronger through this together. If your spouse, you know, if you, if you look at it like, oh, it's their problem, they need to handle it by themselves, you're not gonna, it's not gonna make you stronger as a married couple. But when you look at every problem as a chance to serve one another and grow closer together, you're gonna come out stronger. Man, I hope you guys were listening to that. That was some serious wisdom that Ashley just uh, just shared with you. So whatever it is, whatever the struggle is that you're facing, face it together. I mean, that's really what this comes down to, whether it's about sex, um, like we've talked about today, or about any aspect of your relationship, face it in that love seat together. Don't retreat to the me seats. Don't think, well, she needs to handle it on her own. He needs to handle it on his own. I'm going to meet my own needs in my own way if they're not going to be met here. But look for ways to serve each other, to love each other, to support each other, and you will come out stronger the other side. Every struggle in your marriage it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to come closer together. You don't often get to choose the struggles that you face, but you always get to choose what kind of stories those struggles will become someday. That's right. Will this struggle you're facing now someday be a story about how you worked together and served each other and came out stronger on the other side? Or will this struggle be an example of how you drifted apart because you weren't serving each other? You were trying to meet that need in your own way. So face it, face it in the love seat. And uh, yeah, you, you will come out stronger. Thank you all so much for joining us for this very first episode of the Naked Marriage Podcast. You know, we hope you learned something about how you can become better friends in your marriage. 
and how that can make your sex life so much better. And we also want you guys to be the very first to know about a book project that we are so excited about. Sweetie, you want to tell them what it's called? It's called The Naked Marriage. That's right. it's not just a podcast, it's a book. It's also a book, and it is coming out February 2019. You guys are the first to know about it. You can actually pre-order this book and learn more about it at nakedmarriagebook.com. We're so excited to share this with you. It shares so much of of what we've learned over the years doing marriage ministry, a lot of our own story, and that we really hope it's an encouragement to you. So get the book and also tune in to the Naked Marriage Podcast next time. We'll see you then.